Hi, Dawn Gabriel here. If you don't know me yet, I'm the person behind Soul Care for Therapists podcast, which is part of the Sightcraft Network of Podcasts. The Sightcraft Network is a collaboration of independent podcasters focused on helping people live more meaningful and productive lives. This network of podcasts provides both self-help and business building resources to create an impact in the world and change people's lives. I'm so proud to be a part of this network. And if you have discovered Soul Care for Therapists podcast, you can find us wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'd love for you to join me as we explore the layered inner world that comes with being a therapist, an entrepreneur, and just plain human. I invite you to intentionally tune in holistically to your body, mind, and spirit in order to build a sustainable business and fulfilling lifestyle. We dive in to what it looks like to grow your business. We also look at how soul care, authentic community, and spiritual practices can help you prevent burnout and live a life you love. Join me as we allow the sacred to intersect with our work. Welcome to the Scaling Therapy Practice. This is James Marland, your host. This episode is going to be different than other episodes because this is a live reaction episode to a conference when I went to in Georgia. It was the Wise Practice Summit put on by Whitney Owens. It's a great conference. Lots of information and brain busting ideas that came from it. But the most thing that I appreciated, the thing that I appreciated the most was the relationships and networking with the relationships. And I sat down with a couple people and during the conference and we talked about what we were experiencing at the conference and what we were getting out of it. And I thought this was a great, just something to inject into our conversation on marketing. Going to a conference is an investment and the relationships, even though the things that you hear from the, the speakers and the notes you take are, are very valuable, the relationships are often the most valuable thing that you get out of a conference. Besides from that, though, I had some conversations near the end of the episode with Dawn and with Daniel Fava uh, about just how do you de decompress your brain after a conference and get some valuable information from that and not just go to the conference, but actually maximize your return on investment with some thinking time. So we talk about that. And that's actually what our, our giveaway or our download of the week is. It's just a reflection guide where you take some purposeful notes during the conference, write down some goals do some daily reflection, maybe five or 10 minutes about what you were learning. And then after the conference, you do an action, an action brainstorming. What were the top three things you learned? What should you stop doing, keep doing, do more of, and some networking pages, like who should you continue to network with and develop those relationships? I think most of us end up at a conference just overwhelmed and over full, and we don't we just run right back to the daily, the, the, the things we used to do, the daily grind, as you would call it. And then that diminishes our return from the conference because we don't really engage with all those 
ideas and action steps and like brain brainstorming activities that we we could have done after the conference. We just go back right back to the grind. So that's what the handout is for uh, to help people get a little more out of the conference. And you can find that on our show notes. If you're a newsletter subscriber, those will be delivered right to your uh, inbox. I did want to thank the people who showed up for our live recording at the conference. Uh, Daniel Fava from Private Practice Elevation, Gordon Brewer from the Practice of Therapy, Elena Smith, uh, a solo practitioner. She says the name of her practice in the uh, episode. And Lorenda Marland, my plus one for the conference. Uh, my wife showed up and gave her experience as she works as a virtual assistant for therapy companies. So that was awesome. There was one other person who contributed, but my mic cut out and I didn't get their name. So if you're listening to this episode, I am so sorry, but thank you for showing up. So we're going to get into the episode. It's a round pass the mic type of episode where we just go around and share our experiences from the conference and just some live reactions to marketing and networking at conferences. Enjoy the show. This is James from the Scaling Therapy Practice podcast. I am live here in Savannah, Georgia with some friends. We're going to record a live reaction show to the Wise Practice Summit. This is going to be like a pass the microphone kind of episode where whoever just shows up and wants to give a reaction to the show will share their thoughts, feelings, and takeaways from the episode. You might hear some or from the summit. You might hear some uh, elevator noise and dinging and maybe people walking by. But other than that, I think we should be good with the sound and sound quality. So this is going to sound a little different than the regular episodes, but we hope to get some good reactions and takeaways from the guests. We're going to pass the microphone around and listen and get some reaction from people from the Wise Practice Summit. So my, I'm going to talk about conferences and attending a conference and coming to the Wise Practice Summit. <laughs> it's not a podcast, the Wise Practice Summit it made me think about things. And one of the, one of the things I liked, it was the first session, boy, it all kind of jumbles together, but it was a Williams session on imposter syndrome and just how he was like real and had great advice. And he spoke, even though, uh, one of the things he said was I have, we're a room full of people with degrees and accomplishments, but we still feel like we're not as good as other people. And we don't, we don't credit our own accomplishments. And he had us like say out loud, like something like I am good enough or God has a purpose for me or some sort of audience participation. And I thought that was really good and impactful and just saying it out loud was a good moment for me. It's something I'm going to remember because it was everybody in the room saying what was going on. That was one of the things I liked about the conference. I'm going to pass it to the next person. Okay. So this is Daniel Fava from privatepracticeelevation.com. I think for me, it's really hard to say what's the session that was most impactful. I'm different in this, in this, um, conference because I'm, I'm a sponsor. So I am coming at it from two angles. So I'm learning as a business owner and I'm not a therapist too. So it's, I've got this different lens. So I'm taking what I'm learning and, and hearing from the other speakers 
about how am I going to apply this to my own business? So there's just so many pieces that I'm pulling into my own business, but I'm able to dip in and dip out and just connect with people. And I think that has probably been the most, the most fun and probably the most inspiring is really just connecting with other business owners, connecting with the speakers, connecting with the other sponsors. And I was talking to Danica from Simplified SEO about this, how everyone's got like a gift that they're operating in or that they're bringing to the table. And so I feel like everyone's just recognizing the gifts that people have. And we're all, we're working together because like for private practice elevation, we do websites for therapists, but like we're connecting on this different level where it's, okay, you have this gift about websites. Okay. That could help me. And okay. You help me understand how can we serve you better or what are your challenges and that sort of thing. So it's just humanizing everybody because we get so, or I get so just in your, in the bubble at home working, working from home, you only see people from the neck up on zoom and all that sort of stuff. So yeah. Yeah. And so it's just, yeah, it's just great to connect with people who are in the trenches with successes, failures, whatever it is. Like everyone has been so open and just gracious to just connect on that level. And so that just, I think for everybody, it just builds confidence and yeah, it's just, I love the connection. We're just going around and then, yeah, what's not something we played? I'm going to switch the microphone to all the way around so we can maybe get reactions. Go, just introduce yourself and uh, then you're just something you want to say to our okay. conferences in general. All right. Hi, this is Gordon Brewer, and I'm a private practice owner, and some folks might know me from the Practice of Therapy podcast. But yeah, this has been a great conference. What you probably have heard from some of the others is that just being able to connect with people face-to-face -face is just a huge value to me, and just getting to hear everybody's stories and just where they are and their journey is just, you learn so much. And it's, I think one of the things that, that we all crave is community. And I think in this age of just video conferencing and Zoom living, if you will, that's great, but there's something better about being in, being with people in person and just really, yeah, the pers perspectives you hear talking to the other businesses and that are here represented with the as sponsors and that sort of thing, just getting those multiple perspectives are just um, invaluable. And I think every time I come to a conference like this one, I come away with new ideas, new ways of thinking about things and really just energized with the motivation and um, and, and excitement about trying some new things. Yeah. So it's been a great experience. Hey, I'm Elena Smith and I'm a solo private practice owner of Mariposa Counseling. And I think for me, one of the biggest takeaways has been, I think I've kept myself small in a lot of ways. Like it's comfortable going out on my own and being my own person, but then also having that drive of knowing I could be or do more. And I think that's where like the imposter syndrome talk or even just the opportunities to like, you were like, hey, you want to be a guest on the podcast? I'm like, I've never done that. Let's go for it. So <laughs> it's just like the connections and the people and doing different things. And then I think the biggest takeaway for me has just been like, just go for it. Just do it. Don't keep yourself small because that also limits God and it limits all of those chances. And William was talking about, we have something for everyone. I think almost every single session. It's amazing how they've all had this speaking of God has put something in you to fulfill a purpose for someone or something. 
and recognizing when I keep myself small, I take away from what that work could be. And so I think even Desiree's presentation on social media where she was like, hey, get on Facebook and ask everyone on your friend list what they admire about you. And that's terrifying to do. But I was like, "Okay, I'm going to do it because she told me to. And I'm also sitting in the front row. But there was this like immediacy and just even sitting through the session, I'm getting dings on my phone and just seeing the things that friends and family, people I would not have expected to say about me. You expect your mom to immediately get on talk. But when I realize the impact I have even in that small vein, I think it really helps me to want to dream big. And that's where, like Gordon said, that community comes in of being with other people and being able to connect. And there's something exciting about other people who are going for it and being around other people who are going after their mission. Just a question. Let's see mm-hmm. if I, hopefully the mic picks it up. This is like podcasting in the wild. Who knows? Not in the studio, but the perfectionist, like where, what is the barrier of trying things. For me, I know it's like perfectionism. Oh, I don't want to release something that's embarrassing or not good enough. What do you think it is for you? For me, I think it's just the visibility. You're just exposed out there and raw and that can be painful and you don't know what people are going to do with what you've put out there. And I think just that that lack of control maybe is a piece of it, right? But There's that perfectionist piece too. I want to present myself exactly just, and if I don't do it just right, how are people going to interpret me? Whatever you want to answer that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Is coming your name. Elena. Elena was talking about William's, uh, William Hemphill's uh, talk on imposter syndrome. I think that's something I struggle with every day. And I think it does go back to this perfectionistic kind of way of thinking of things. But over the years, I've learned, and as I like to say, I'm going to put my old fart hat on. Over the years, I've just learned that just being genuine with people is really much more effective than trying to get it perfect all the time. Because there will always be naysayers and that sort of thing. But I think being able to put yourself out there, being able to let ourselves be vulnerable with others is how we grow and is how we really learn. And it also is what connects us to others as well. And again, that's a big theme for me with coming to conferences like this and being able to hear those multiple perspectives, as I said already, is really what induces growth. Yeah, I think for me, like back to what I originally said, is just that connection piece, being able to connect with people that you see online or you think you come up with these ideas in your head that are, yes, it's true. Gordon's got this podcast that's been established. He's got, he's coming up on 300 episodes. And then there's Uriah. He's got a book. People do amazing things. And so then you start to think, what am I doing? What am I doing? But then when you get around everybody and you're just hanging out and you're having a meal or you're talking about, yeah, I'm struggling with this in my business, or they're, they're talking to me about what they're struggling with their business. It's like, we are all in this together. Like we are all having a shared experience. And so you come away from it like, oh, like it's totally normal. Like it's totally normal to be dealing with whatever you're dealing with. You want to join in? And I think also like back to imposter syndrome, I think for me that a lot of the times comes down to control. I want to control what's going to happen, manage my own anxiety. So you end up staying small because it's, oh, this is just how I've done this for years. And so I've had a couple of conversations where I probably need to hire that person that I've been thinking yeah. about for a long time and give up that control. So what I was getting from that is you can't get that in a Zoom meeting, like this conference experience where you're talking about, oh, being vulnerable and learning about 
like people have their own, that we're all struggling in this together. What you just see on Facebook or in Zoom meetings or you mentioned like this comparison trap. Oh, I don't have a book. I don't have a podcast that has 300 episodes or a thousand downloads a month or something. But we're all, so you only see the polished stuff. And in conferences, you get like the raw, this is, I'm struggling with this. And I also find I have more ideas at conferences. I don't know about you, but sometimes I struggle, like the speaker will say something in, and I'm like, my mind is like, oh, I haven't thought about it that way. And then I will go down a rabbit trail and write a bunch of notes and just have these ideas that I wouldn't have had just sit, sitting in my office, plugging away at the work. So the comparison trap though is pretty, pretty real. And I that's like the imposter syndrome. So somebody else reaching for the mic. Switching, switching subjects a little bit. Lorinda, you came as my guest, as my plus one. How do you get the most out of a conference as a guest? So I get a lot just listening to people. I work in the virtual assistant world. So it's interesting, like hearing the perspectives of like therapists in person, seeing where they're at. It gives me a better perspective to go back to my team and say, hey, this is what therapists struggle with. This is how we can help them. This is how we can better serve them. And and I get to learn a lot, too, about just different topics that could help them grow their business as well. So it, it's a good experience all around and meeting new people. So it's always nice to meet new people and get out of my virtual world and see people in person. So that's what I get out of it. So what do you do after the, con like, how do you make the most of a conference after the conference sessions are over? How do you network? What are some tips you'd have for networking? I think some of it is in real time. So I know like even just at lunch yesterday, Eunice, one of the other therapists was like, what's your Instagram handle? And like me and three other people were all sitting there. And so we all mutually shared and everyone immediately followed everyone and and I was laughing because every time I open Facebook, I have new friend requests. And some of them, I'm like, I saw you from across the room and I don't think we've spoken yet, but okay. So it's just that great, like you make those connections, but then you realize them in that real time way. Because if I'm thinking like, oh, I have to remember to look up this person, like I have so many open tabs on my Google Chrome right now of all the sponsors and all the websites and every email list I could sign up for that I don't even know what I'm on right now, but I'll go back and I'll categorize them all and look at them. But I think it is, I have to do it in real time or I won't do it. When, when you mentioned taking notes, one of the things that I, I try to remember to do is to actually go back and look at my notes. <laughs> I, I think a lot of times I'm bad for writing stuff down and then not really going back to it. So I think one of the things that's helpful for me after a conference is to spend some time, maybe the next day when I get back home, is pull out all my notes and just maybe either rewrite them or just reflect on them, do some journaling, that kind of thing really helps me pull things together and really think about maybe some new goals for myself, new things that I want to try or new directions I want to go. The other thing too, is just, I was fortunate enough to be able, I fortunate or unfortunate enough to be able to drive here. So I've got a six and a half hour drive back home. So that'll be a lot of good reflecting time for me. But I'm one of those people that's basically wired as an introvert. So being able to have that reflective time is really helpful. 
Yeah, for me, it's definitely going back to, or actually just spending the time to write down ideas, write down goals that maybe popped up. Oh, I really want to do this. I really want to work on this. And then the other part is trying to continue the conversations that started here. Well, and how do you do that? Yeah. Because I want to do that too. So do you have any tips? On- I'll, I'll get into that, George. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I, again, it starts with notes. I'm going to write down, okay, I had this conversation with this person or I talked to them. Oh, I got to have you on my podcast. So it's yeah. just... Just getting that list down and start going through it and reconnecting with people. A couple of people, I got their phone numbers. So follow up with a text or just remember that they're there to continue those conversations and not let, I think for me, I can go walk away and just let time go by and just, you get into your flow, you get into your life and kids and all the other stuff, but remembering that, okay, I've got these conversations that have started. So I'm like a task oriented person. So Whoosh, sound and then we'll just cut right in to this episode <laughs> nobody will know nobody will be will like know. she was there all the, all along i was totally there <laughs> but uh, yeah we were talking about after conferences and don you were talking about just nobody prepares you for the how you're gonna feel after a conference Do you want to talk about that for a minute yeah so i think it's different if you're an attendee or the person putting on a conference, but either way, you need to be prepared for, I used to call it re-entry burns, like, you know, when the space shuttle is coming back into the atmosphere of Earth, Mm -hmm. and you like, it burns off. That's what it's like sometimes, because conferences are so fun, so stimulating, like, so the conversations are rich, you're with your people usually, Mm. and these are not boring conferences. We're talking about the really good conferences, or also a retreat. And so I put on my first soul care retreat, my very first one, and no one prepared me that the week after that I needed to take some time off from work. Mm-hmm. So I get back on Sunday and oh, I, go, no. I go to work Monday and I was resentful. I like hated everyone. And I went into a depressive funk. And it's because like you're back to the grind of real life oh. and the monotony and it's not like this high, like you're in a mm-hmm. conference, you're in a high socially, spiritually oh. high. Yeah. There's so much to, to do and see. And in the, and in the event, I just went to, I had all these ideas, like yes. idea. Oh, this person was talking about coaching and this person was talking about imposter syndrome. And this person was talking about leading. Oh, I'm like writing all these notes. And then you get back to your work and you're like, oh, this is. Not, not the same. It's just yeah. a different level. Yeah. And yeah, because you're a little, you feel a little more alone. You also, some mm. things that I've talked to people, there's the comparison game goes on. And so you're oh, in no. your head, yeah. you're, you're in your head too much. Now I have 20 more ideas to put on my to-do list and I don't feel like doing any of them because I can barely get the 20 before done. Yeah. So there's like just so much in your head you got to deal with. And it's like a funk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a depressive funk. So how do you deal with that? Yeah. It, first, I guess, knowing it's going to happen is actually a good yes. awareness. It's not going to happen. It's it, it's going to happen. Like almost every time, I bet, when you come back, when you come back from a good conference, you're going to feel either, oh, I'm not doing enough or, oh, I don't. I, I Why am I doing this work? Because I want to do this other work that we were talking about <laughs> at the conference. and. How do you prepare for that? Yeah, I think, like you said, awareness is huge. Like, just know it's coming and you need to prepare for it. So take, make sure you don't have, you need to take the day off. 
the mm. after or if it's I came back on Saturday night and I had Sunday with my kids because my husband works on Sunday. It, I'm like, we're going to watch a movie. We're going to be in pajamas all day and I'm going to order food like I would just mm-hmm. keep it really chill. Um, definitely don't work the next day, maybe even two days, depending if you're leading a conference, you might need to take a couple of days off or a week. Um, just because you need to recoup. It's like running. I don't know if anybody's a runner, but I used to run half marathons and your body needs to recover. But emotionally, too, you hit a goal and you hit this level that you've been prepping for and your brain automatically goes into a different level of disconnect when you're done because you hit it. Now what? You know what I wish I would have done? I wish <laughs> I would have set aside time to like I have like random pages of notes and things. I wish I would have set aside time to either organize it or put a couple goals on the calendar or goal like and not just be like, oh, I'll just do this when I do my normal planning or whatever. There's just too much. Yeah. You know what? I was actually talking with quite a few people um, that we feel what's missing from conferences is the actual application. We Mm -hmm. think conferences should, should have space and time in the afternoons or evening breakout sessions where you sit and you put it into work. So it's like co-working together. Mm-hmm. And so you actually sit together and work it out with your business and you do it. Or a week after you have follow-up breakout sessions with some of the leaders like you mm-hmm. who led the like you run a mastermind group off of it. Mm-hmm. That's what's missing is the application afterwards. And if it's targeted like a niched retreat or something and you and everybody does very similar content, yeah, then you can have a co-working session that's very targeted where, hey, we're going to implement like for me, it'd be like if I did one, we're going to we're going to add courses. You know, we're going to add online courses. And then the co-working would be, OK, do a little assessment. Where are you with that? And what are the steps that will take you to the next level? Yeah. And then you're all working together uh, in, in the same space, doing the same thing. I wonder, I'm sure that could be done after. Like, hey, part of the conference is we're going to zoom in together. But I bet it's it would be a little better doing it together. Yeah. And like have on, you done in the conference? either or both? Just part of the conference. Okay, we're going to, we're going to, this isn't extra. This is part of the conference. Yes. We're going to. We're going to work in a day of whatever. And maybe you start the conference. So I'm just spitballing here. I'm just throwing out ideas. But maybe you start the conference instead of starting it on a Thursday. You start it on a Wednesday or a Tuesday, run the conference in the middle part of the week, and then have that Saturday as your co-working day. And then Sunday is a travel day. I know that's long and that might get expensive, but... It's, no, I actually uh, have some good friends who are going to just watch. It's coming out next year. Okay. This I'm type watching. of conference. Yeah. I And one of two of my friends, Christy and Steph, they do the practice collab. Mm-hmm. They just launched co-working weekends where we do this okay. more um, smaller, like five to six people. Mm-hmm. We pick a city. They pick a city and we all show up and co-work together. Oh, cool. And so For it's the weekend. Like, yeah. It's group practice owners. But I also know. I won't give it away, but one of my other friends is going to be starting a conference like what we just talked about because that's what's missing, especially if you've been to a million conferences and you're farther along in your practice, like you probably could teach a lot of the stuff that's Mm -hmm. there and you need to actually work it out. That's what's needed. 
it's definitely the applications. If I might implement one or two ideas from the conference, but if I spent time thinking about how to build it out and had some accountability and support. Yeah. 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 It's it so would be true. that much further along. I just uh, you, your return on investment. I know we talk about that, but like it's good building the relationships, but also you want to get you want to get some applicable business things from the conference. Yeah. If it's a business conference or if it's like a new you're adding something to your therapy. All right. Any uh, I know you did a podcast on this, this yeah. uh, right? Yeah. yeah. It's coming so, out or it's probably out by the time this goes live. It's called Postpartum no, oh my gosh, I'm so used to saying postpartum. postpartum. Sorry, I'm so used to saying postpartum, working with women. It's post-conference blues, not postpartum blues. Okay, post-conference But very similar, blues. post-conference blues. And what, what is that? Do. What to do? Episode 103, 104? I think 103. 103. Yeah. All right, I'll put a link to it in yeah. the show. <laughs> and that Cause, one's cause... more of a spiritual look at it because okay. the conference I just came off of was more spiritual and faith-based. So mm-hmm. it's definitely going to talk about our longings and how we were mm-hmm. created, but um, mm-hmm. it'll go more into spiritual stuff. Cool. All right. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, thanks for joining me for this wrap up post-conference wrap up. It was really good. I'm really yeah. glad you brought this to my, it just helps me understand why I feel like why <laughs> I was in such a big fog. Yes. It's the, so the true. The week afterwards. Not just you, every single person I've talked to this week. Yeah. Same. And we're all lonely. We're missing everyone. Uh, I know. It was so much fun. All right. Yeah. See ya. Thanks for listening to the show. I hope you got some insights about getting the most from attending a conference and maybe some after action plans. I think we plan. It's such a rush to plan for a conference and to go to a conference and to meet the people. But the real work, the real benefit is what do you do afterwards? And I hope this episode helped you or encouraged you to do a little more after networking, after action planning. I'll make sure you grab the, the, the download that just has some ideas on how to do it. At the beginning of the episode, there was a therapist, Elena Smith. I had forgotten her practice, her therapy practice. It's a Mariposa Counseling LLC. And I put that in the show notes if you wanted to check her out. One of my big takeaways after doing the recording and re-listening to the episode is after a conference, I really got to set aside some time to talk about maybe the the one thing I want to get done from this conference. Maybe some people would say three things, the top three things. But I know if I get, sometimes if I just get one thing done, it impacts everything. So what's the most important thing I need to get done? And then maybe three people who can be my accountability partner. And who knows, that could turn into a great networking resource for you because everyone going to these conferences wants to develop relationships. They want to network and they want to get the most out of it. So if you have this idea, hey, I'm going to, I'm going to, I got one thing to work on. Let's meet monthly and talk about this one thing and see where it goes see what relationships come from that. And you, I know if you have that accountability, you will get more done than without it. Thanks for listening to the show. Remember, we do give our opinions. This show is for education and entertainment purposes only. If you need support with legal issues or accounting, please seek a professional in those areas. The Scaling Therapy Practice is a 
proud part of the SciCraft Network. PsychMaven is proud to support the Scaling Therapy Practice Podcast. If you go to stp.psychmaven.com, you can take our free personal inventory and find out what your builder type is as a helping professional. This assessment is quick and fun, and it comes with tons of customized resources with your results, so you can discover the best ways to scale that match your own personality. Find the assessment at stp.psychmaven.com.